0: So I've decided to take early retirement this Friday, February the 11th, 2022 will be my last day working for a company that I've been with for 18 years. And I'm going to start a brand new phase of life, making less money and focusing on things that I think matter more. Now, maybe you're saying, why would you do such a thing? And in this episode of the Eclectic Monk, well I hope to share just a little bit of that answer. Stick around. This one this one may be interesting to you. Be right back. So I'm standing here in a local park near where I live and I'm actually standing in the midst of the ruins of an old building. Not much left but the rusted tin that used to be the roof and a few scraps of wood. It's kind of lying in a big pile in the middle of a little grove of trees kind of off a path. I never really noticed it before, although I've walked this trail many times. And it made me stop to think just how transient our lives are. Just how quickly time goes by. Because there was a day where this ruinous pile was looks like a barn. And was being used for something. Now, people walk past it all day and don't give it a second thought. And that really is how life is, right? I mean, we have these fleeting moments and when we're kids, old people seem so old. But as we age, that youngster in our heart seems so close and yet just out of reach. So what do we do with that? What do we do with that sudden shocking realization that I'm not getting any younger? And in fact, at my age, with a birthday right around the corner, I'll be I'll be 59 years old in just just a couple of weeks. You come to the realization that I've come a lot further down the path than I've got to go before the cliff becomes the inevitable end, right? And so what do we do with that? It's kind of my emotional quandary at the, at the moment. What I'm going to do with it is shift gears and pursue the opportunity to produce positive content for the world to serve some people in my community and to work for myself a little bit. See if I can't develop a little side gig that pays the bills, keeps the lights on, gets me traveling around the country a couple of times a year. Because that's what I love to do with my wife, to travel, to explore. And, Yes, the journey that I am currently on, I really believe, is God's plan for our life. I believe that it's time for me to refocus on things that matter. To take the years that I have left, and I don't know how many they are. I mean, I'd like to think I've got 30, you know. I'd like to be 89 years old someday. I don't really know that that's going to happen I know my dad dropped dead the week before his 65th birthday. And he wasn't planning on that. And so, I think we have to live each day with eternity in full view. Understanding that we have absolutely no written guarantees that this life we're living is going to continue on infinitely. We all know that life is a terminal condition. We're all going to die here. It's just a matter of when and how. And so what do I want to do with the next 10 years of my life? Well, what I want to do is focus on the kingdom of God, to follow after Jesus Christ with all of my heart, to take this creative thing that I was born with that he gave to me and has nurtured for all of these years and to turn it into something that is of value beyond just my own entertainment. I want to reach the broken, the hurting, the struggling and the downtrodden of this planet with a message of hope, some encouragement, some happy Moments. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you think. And I want to make you realize that this life is very short. And we need to take every opportunity we can to do the most we can with it. And so the journey continues journey continues. Give me a few minutes and I'll come back and share a story about the first journey of faith, the big leap that I took way back in 1997 and how all that turned out. Don't go anywhere. I'm not done yet. There is a different way to live. There is a way to live an intentional life, a life of service to others, a life defined by love, not success. There is a way to live a life that focuses on the kingdom of God, that holds fast to eternal values, not worldly ones. I have heard the call. And I have decided to follow Jesus into this different life. My name is Mark Owens, the Eclectic Monk. And I want to invite you to join me on this journey of faith. Traveling well with the Eclectic Monk. A video adventure starting soon. Won't you join me? 1993. I was 30 years old, and that's when I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. Now, I had been a good church goer for several years, grew up in church as a kid, had stopped going for a long time after my dad had left, but uh, as I became a young father with a new family, I found myself back at church, and there's a story there that I'll tell sometime. But By 1993, I had moved up. I was working as an operations manager for Federal Express in downtown Atlanta, and I was working all the time. Um, Yes, I was climbing, I was growing, I was on the ladder to success, and I had a wife and three small children at home that I never saw, or if I saw them, I was exhausted. And I was actually teaching a, a Sunday school class it's going to sound weird, but I was teaching a Sunday school class, uh, an adult class, and we were going through uh, the Book of Romans in the New Testament. And in that letter, Paul is writing about the uh, victorious Christian life—this this life of, of of grace and peace that that we have as Jesus followers. And man, I wasn't experiencing that at all in my life. I was just working all the time and then at church when I wasn't at work and was really, really struggling with um, what I was, what I was supposed to do. And I began uh, an intense investigation on the resurrection of Jesus because the truth was I began to realize that I wasn't sure I believed all this stuff that I was teaching and I needed to know that it was real. And so I began this investigation, and I, I read a lot of books. Uh, this was, of course, before the Internet, so you had to actually read real books. But I got everything I could, and I really began to, to dive deep into it. And there was a particular book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. I would highly recommend it if you're on that same spiritual journey. Uh, Not an easy read. I slogged through it. Man, I was captivated, though. I was reading the footnotes. I was reading, you know, everything. And by the end of that read, I became convinced, as so many others have before me, that the resurrection of Jesus is a true historical event. It really happened. There really was a man named Jesus from Nazareth who was crucified, and on the third day, his tomb was empty. And his followers went out, and over the next 20 to 30 years, all were willing to die because they swore that they had seen him alive. Not only that, but that he had promised them his Holy Spirit to come and rest within them, to empower them, to guide them, to give them wisdom and discernment and strength to endure even through the trials leading up to death. And as I said, they all died a martyr's death. So um, I'll never forget a particular morning. I uh, went into to my office at FedEx, 401 Windsor Street, downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Got the sort down. The couriers all left. I went into my office, and I had really gotten to the point where every payday – I realized that I could throw my guitar and change of clothes in the back of my car, disappear early in the morning, go to work, cash my paycheck, and be halfway to Texas before anybody knew I was gone because I was never home. And that was, that's where I was at. I was wrestling with, am I gonna become my father or am I gonna be something different? Am I going to abandon my family and just go live to make myself happy? Or am I going to live for something that's a little more important? And so I went into my office that day and unplugged my phone, locked my door. And I just put my head down on my desk and said, All right, Jesus, if you're real, I need to know it. And I heard the voice of the Lord can't explain it, except that it was just, it was a conversation in my heart and in my head. And it wasn't my imagination. It was from outside of me. I didn't hear an audible voice, but it it was just as loud in my mind and in my spirit. And I felt the Lord ask me a question. He said, Mark, and, and he said, Mark, because, you know, he, he knew my name. He said, do you believe I am who I say I am? And again, man, I was teaching Sunday school. I'd grown up in church. I knew the right answers. You know, I knew what I was supposed to say. But in that moment, in that moment of deep personal struggle, I didn't just blurt it out. I really Thought about it, and I ran through my mind all of these things that I had read, all this truth that I had uncovered, everything I had figured out for myself from the historical record, from archaeological records, from just data that's available through logic, through rational thought, through science. And finally, I said, Yes. I do believe you are who you claim to be. I believe you are the Son of God who came and walked this earth, who died on a Roman cross, was buried, and on the third day you rose from the dead, that you ascended into heaven and that you're coming back someday. I believe that. And then the Lord asked me a second question. He said, well then, why don't you trust me? And I was undone because I realized at that point that either Jesus Christ is real, that he's alive and well, that this spiritual reality that I was craving and hungering for was right there, or that it was all nonsense. And as much as I had wanted it to be nonsense, I realized it was true. And if it's true, if Jesus Christ is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, if he truly rose from the dead, if he is truly the Son of God and sitting at the right hand of God in the heavenly realm right now, if the kingdom of God is real and the King is alive, then that means I have to do something with that. With that truth, with that reality. And what I did was surrender my life in that moment. I was undone. When he asked, Why don't you trust me? I could think of no good reason except that I just don't trust very well. And so I laid my head on my desk and I said, All right, you win. If you want me, you've got me. As broken, as sinful, as as unreliable, and as problematic as I am, I'm yours. And from this moment forward, anything you want me to do, well, the answer, the answer is yes. And literally, a thousand pounds lifted off of my body. And I sat there in that office with a tear-stained face and peace in my heart for the first time in my adult life. A peace that I could not understand, I could not explain and can't explain today. I can only tell you it's real. And I walked out of that office, a changed person, a broken, sinful, lost soul walked into that office and a new creation and a child of God walked out of it that day. And I've tried to live up to my word. I've been through uh, a lot of things because when you choose to follow Jesus, when you say, Yes, I will do it. When you surrender to him, he will take you out of your comfort zone. And so this is the beginning of my journey. There's a lot more to it, but I'm going to wait and unfold it a little bit at a time. But I'm telling you, wherever you are, if you listen to this podcast, I don't care if you've rejected church. I get it. I don't care if you're not interested in religion. I'm not either. I don't care if you just find the whole idea to be ridiculous, because honestly, it is. But I'm telling you, if you will go looking for Jesus of Nazareth, if you will go dig into the history, if you will dig into the evidence, you will discover that there's an empty tomb that can only be explained in one manner, that Jesus rose from the dead just like he said he would, just like those disciples said he did, and then willingly died because they would not deny it. And if you will surrender your life to him, if you will give your heart to him, he will change you the same as he changed me. Well, will tell anybody we can argue theology all day long, but you cannot take away from me this experience of transformation or the incredible life that I have lived, walking behind him and serving him to the best of my ability for 30 years almost. So there's the journey, part one. Journey part two, I'll share in the near future as I'm stepping into, I don't know, part 17 (laughs) and stepping out in faith again, trusting that God has got my back and is going to take care of us as we follow. Hey, look. Life is short. While you have the chance, get out there and travel well. Enjoy the journey. It's okay to have fun. And never, ever doubt that you are loved by the Heavenly Father who created you and wants to walk with you and be with you for eternity. That's a fact. Until we meet again, God bless and be at peace. I do appreciate you listening to the podcast and I hope you find it entertaining and enlightening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, there's a few things you could do to really help me out. If you would, subscribe, like, share, and Rate the podcast on whatever platform you're on. And you can go to my website, theeclecticmonk.com, and there you're going to find a support tab. Click there, and it'll take you to a link where you can become a monthly supporter of the Eclectic Monk podcast. And that would really help me out. Hey, we're on this journey together, and I sure hope that you and the rest of the nine will continue with me as we move into the exciting future. Thanks again.